but basically I'm just going to do like a little intro and then we're just going to get straight into it, it really. Do you mind talking into you on just to One, make two, sure? three, four, okay. hello, hello. Awesome. Yep. Right. Ready to go? Ready. Awesome. Okay. Hey team and welcome back to another episode of Toe the Line. I have a very exciting guest here today. If you know me well and you've listened to my early like podcast episodes then you'll know that I don't shout about motorsport. I'm a big motorsport nerd so today's guest is very exciting to me. Um, he doesn't need much of an intro but for those of you who don't know, Greg Murphy is probably most well known for winning Bathurst not once, not twice, not three times, but four times. <laughs> not enough. <laughs> not enough no. um, and if that's not enough he uh, raced a number of races 448 to be exact 81 podiums 28 career wins over almost two decades under his belt it's kind of hard to pinpoint just one thing that you're most well known for so Greg welcome to toe the line thank you Tyler I'm I'm, um, I'm stoked to be here well done <laughs> great location too oh, one of my favorite spots in Auckland cycle actually. spot I was yeah. just saying to Melissa when I came in here that this is my first time being in here and I reckon I could sleep in here like oh, every uh, night I've, I I'm with you on that I mean it's uh, the color and just the layout I mean it's uh it's motorbike, but anyone that's into into bikes, cars, or motorsport of any descriptor, I mean, this is a, a little bit of heaven. Oh, a hundred percent. Like I've never ridden a motorbike in my life, but I might just yeah. take one of these for a spin after yeah. we're done here. Yeah, good idea. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm so excited to have you here. We were talking just before, and I am just like so grateful that you're here. I think just no I've my family and I haven't grown up watching motorsport. I've kind of got myself into motorsport after, over like the last five or six years, and I just think to have someone like yourself here chatting with me today like I just if you told me that I was going to be doing this at the start of the year I never would have believed you but I'm just so excited that you're here oh you're very kind <laughs> um I'll, I'll do anything these days for uh, you know, I know you're a very yeah. humble man as well so you probably don't like hearing all that stuff not really mm. <laughs> understandable <laughs> um my first but like most probably important question is how are you I'm great thank you um come to the end of another pretty chaotic kind of year mm-hmm. um, but um, you know I'm, I'm pretty lucky uh, really I think um, I, I get to do a, a lot of different things I don't sort of have a normal day yeah. as such um, I'm always moving around New Zealand quite a lot yeah. and uh, and get to do a whole lot of cool things that I really enjoy doing mm-hmm. um, you know I get to work with Steve McIver doing Sky Speed yeah. uh, which we do 40 weeks of the year um, talking about motor racing and cars and bits <laughs> and pieces <laughs> yeah um, and we come into Cycle Spot News this is one of our, our filming sort of yeah. um, uh, places quite often mm-hmm. as well so I get to do that um, I get to still have uh, touch points with motorsport I'm involved with um, a few uh, trusts and foundations mm-hmm. and and also got some great partners and and um, uh, companies that I do do ambassador work for and and uh, also fit in between that um, sort of promoting or, or trying to uh, campaign for uh, better road safety in New Zealand and and a bunch of other things. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So every every week is a little bit different, but yeah. it's nice to be at the end of another year and uh, have a have a bit of time uh, to uh, relax and and recharge. Yeah, I bet. And you were just down in was it Rotorua or Taupo for uh, Rotorua? It was yeah. Rotorua for the. It was like an invitational speedway event. Yeah, yeah. That was on. That was just on last weekend. So uh, Steve Williams um, put together. Uh, a, an event at uh, Paradise Valley uh, Rotorua Speedway mm-hmm. and um, we had, uh, there was me and 11 uh, of me uh, uh, compatriot mates, <laughs> motorsport mates um, yeah. that uh, all joined t- together and, and we uh, had a, a just an amazing couple of days mm-hmm. uh, racing stock cars or super stocks at, um, at, the, at the Speedway cool. and um, along with all the other classes and other competitors and, and, the, and everybody that turned up mm. uh, raised a, a whole bunch of money for Starship oh, and Ronald awesome. McDonald House. So oh, that's so cool. It was. And so we got to have a whole lot of fun raising money for two amazing causes. Yeah, and, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Stock Cars actually was my first ever introduction to motorsport. I think when I was like 12 or 13, my dad took me to a couple oh, of right? race weekends because we used to live in Tauranga. Yeah. And he took me to Bay Park for yep. the Stock Cars there. And I didn't really understand what was going on I just I just knew that it was noisy like to bear yeah. in mind I was yeah. 12 or 13 yeah. and I just knew it was noisy it was dirty yeah. I was a bit OCD with like getting dirty I didn't love it a whole bunch that it was good food yeah. lots of people well, was, yeah I mean how can you go wrong with hot dogs and hot chips oh, and uh, you know it's it's uh, like this my, my stable diet that is so <laughs> 
Um, it's, it's just, it's mega. People are fantastic. They're there to have a good time. But a, um, some, a lot of V8s, a lot of V8s screaming their heads off. Um, you Such know, a good community of people as well. Great community. I think out of all the sports that like I'm across, I'd probably be confident in saying that motorsport's probably one of like the best communities like to be a part of. It's just so fun. People are so carefree. They're just there to see fast cars and yeah. guys flinging around corners and all that sort of good stuff. Yeah, and it seems, <laughs> and it's across the board, there's so many different disciplines, obviously, mm-hmm. Of, um, of motorsport, you yeah. know, I mean, two wheels, four wheels, um, you know, there's, there's off-road, there's, there's speedway, there's uh, motocross, there's circuit racing, I mean, it just goes on and on and on mm-hmm. and on, and, um, you know, we, we've, as uh, a commu- well, as a country, you know, I think our participation per capita, um, I, I just can't think that there'd be another country that has a, a bigger sort of per capita following or involvement um, from the competitor side and the fan side. Mm. I don't reckon there'd be anywhere in the world that's that's bigger than us. So we, you know, we are a nation of petrol heads, which you know <laughs> comes from a from decades and decades ago, and yeah. and also our success in in the sport across all disciplines is is. Um, you know, is world-renowned yeah, as well. Yeah, 100%. Now, before we get into your career, um, I want to know a little bit about Greg's early days. Before you got into motorsport, what were you like as a kid at school? Did you did you do well at school? All that sort of stuff before you got into <laughs> racing. <laughs> I wouldn't say I did well at school. Be honest. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah the report cards are still in existence somewhere for, yeah. for proof. Um, um, I think I was... Uh, one of the comments that was pretty repetitive <laughs> in in all my report cards was I was easily distracted, oh, or okay. I was Classic. the one distracting. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that was pretty com uh, pretty common. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, I wasn't I wasn't exactly a uh, a great scholar, yeah. to be honest. It wasn't um, my thing. I didn't really know what I was going to do. Neither was I. Um, don't worry. All the way <laughs> through my schooling, I mean, um, you know, I, I did last all the way through though. Yeah. I managed to get through to seventh form or um, whatever it now the year was it year 13, 13. Yeah. and um and and got through all my high school and, and you know passed i back then we're talking i finished school in uh, 1990 yeah. so um it was a bursary back then mm-hmm. so i got a i got a, a bursary which which was university entrance yeah. effectively um so i did that but i still was a, a little bit lost on where i was going uh, my seventh form year um, I ended up applying for the Air Force. I mm-hmm. actually wanted to be a pilot. I oh, loved wow. I loved flying and and uh, sort of um, early years when I was when I was quite young. I grew up around um, uh, helicopters because my dad used to work for a helicopter company in Hawkes Bay. So I used to spend a lot of time. So I was very fa- I was fascinated yeah. with flying and fascinated with with helicopters and machines, flying machines. So I applied for the Air Force. Uh, at the same time, I also applied for um, a racing scholarship. Okay. So I'd been racing go-karts. My dad and I used to travel all around the countryside, um, you know, uh, an amazing karting community. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we had an amazing Hawke's Bay Kart Club, which we were a big part of. And so we used to, we about 10 years I spent racing karts. Yeah. Um, so I was doing that, loved aviation, loved flying, applied for the Air Force, didn't get accepted for as a pilot mm-hmm. and that's all I wanted to do I only wanted to be a pilot so yeah. I didn't get accepted and at the same time I won this racing scholarship mm-hmm. um, and that was a little bit out of left field and yeah. and basically my last year at school finished and then for the summer I went off and and went car racing um, uh, for, as part of the scholarship yeah. so that was my first attachment to to motorsport yeah um, so yeah the, the all my schooling led to a point where I ended up finishing and going off and racing racing cars, which had nothing to do with anything I'd spent doing for the last however many years um, at school. And Usually I don't think I've way, really applied it? anything that I did all that time. Um, so, yeah, I think it all got uh, filed very, very far back in my uh, hard drive in my brain. Yeah. Don't worry, and, I don't even I remember the half the stuff I learned in school. I've either. been useless with my kids, eh? They, you know, they've had to their mother or they've had to uh, get other people to help them with all their homework because yeah. I'm just I was useless. I just remember all those tears I cried over not being able to understand maths or do maths probably on my dad <laughs> yelling at me because I wasn't getting it. And I'm like, what is it even matter now? <laughs> so I'm glad <laughs> yeah, you're I've on got the same a, page. I've got a laptop and an iPad yeah. and a, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's all, all good. good. There's yeah. a ca- ca- calculator on the iPad. That's it. Um, yeah. You kind of briefly touched on it, but what kind of were your first initial experiences with motorsport and what what made you want to get into racing? Uh, so um, the initial touch point was when I was about eight years old. Uh, my dad and I ended up going out to... Um, the local cart track uh, saw a, uh, an ad in the paper mm-hmm. um, as you did back then yeah. and um, it was like a Sunday you know, Hawke's Bay Cart Club um, club day yeah. and it was like oh we should go and have a look at that so we wandered out to the cart track and, and 
and was just like, holy moly, how long has this been going on? <laughs> and how do we get uh, involved in that? Yeah. One thing very quickly led to another, and next minute um, we're, uh, we're club members and we're invo- immersed in the local cart club, and my dad had a cart, and then it was uh, not long after that I ended up with a cart, and, and that's where our, our world began, in the, or the motorsport world for us began. And as I said, it was, it was just all fun. It was mm-hmm. just a really social uh, time, amazing group of people, um, you know, so we we loved it for that reason, and also just that the competition side of things, and and we got a little bit more serious and more serious. And as I say, that was um, was ten years of that. Yeah. Um, but really, no other community uh, sort of contact or touch point with motor racing. Mm. We didn't know. We we know a f- we knew a few uh, yeah. other carters that ended up um, branching into the next phase and and going track racing. Yeah. Um, but we sort of didn't sort of see that that was something we were ever going to be able to do, yeah, um, sure. you know, with all the financial restraints mm. and stuff. And and then, um, as, it, as I say, uh, sort of 1990, there was a uh, scholarship, um, uh, inaugural you know, scholarship, which offered a prize of racing Formula Ford in New Zealand through the New Zealand Formula Ford Championship mm. uh, through the 1990-91 season. Yeah. And... Um, you know, it was a competition, and uh, I entered that along with a lot of other my mates that were racing go karts at the time. Yeah, and I ended up being the fortunate winner of that. So it was a it was a real, um, you know, uh, integral moment because if I hadn't won it, I don't know what would have happened. If I hadn't yeah. won that scholarship, I don't know. I really don't know wow. what would have happened. Yeah, that's crazy when you think like when you think about that, like sitting here talking about it, it's a little bit crazy, isn't it? It is. I know oh, you're 100 yeah. percent right. That's the way I look at it. You know, when I mean, I've thought back on it over the years and just gone, you know, what if? And it was just one of those things that 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 did have a huge determination with my pathway. Yeah, and mm. then, like you look at the career you've had, which we're going to get into, and it's just like if you hadn't have won that, then there's probably a very high likelihood that you probably wouldn't have ever driven I think in so. supercars. Yeah, I think I think um, you know uh, having that taste of it of this of um, driving racing cars on a racetrack. Um, if I hadn't won it, you know, I sort of feel that we that when I say we was you know my dad and I yeah. would have tried to find a find some other way potentially, yeah. but but there's a good chance that you know that. It, wouldn't have happened yeah, yeah yeah so so yeah it's one of those sliding door moments right or yeah. um what is it is that what they is that I what think call so it? yeah is that what it is can't remember there's a movie about it right <laughs> yeah. you walk out the door turn left or turn right yeah something like that very true um speaking of what if moments and kind of talking about like your sort of pathway into it was called australian touring championship back then or was yeah. it was it called supercars yeah no, it was called um the australian touring yeah. car championship yeah, yeah so so back in yeah in the 90s through that period it was it was the atcc yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah. So, kind of thinking back to then, can you talk us through a little bit of your pathway? Because your first ever race, and this still blows my mind, but your first ever race was at Bathurst, <laughs> and with on the ATCC Championship. Can you talk us through your pathway to that, just a little bit in depth, and kind of give people an idea of what kind of led you to that moment? Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, it was pretty pretty interesting. I mean, uh, so we'd once I got into racing in New Zealand. Um, uh, you know, I did the first year as under the scholarship, and then the second year we, uh, we, uh, my dad and I um, found a way to put together some money to race in, a, in another New Zealand championship yep. throughout the summer, and and this sort of went on for a few years, and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know I was obviously going reasonably well and, and getting some recognition, and so therefore you know find you know doing the whole sponsorship yep. thing and yep. bits and pieces, and then so in 1994. Uh, the 94 season was a was a bit of an interesting one because there were some Aussies came over mm-hmm. and brought some cars over to race in our our premier sort of single seater yeah. championship, which which was also what um, the New Zealand Grand Prix was run yeah. under. And so 94 um, 1994 we, we put together a, a deal with our uh, sponsors at the time and um, uh, leased a car from Australia. They were called Formula Holdens or yeah. Formula Brabham's. They were sort of known mm-hmm. as. And um, we leased a car, and that came over from Australia, and we competed in that car and um, won the Gold Star Championship and, and won the New Zealand Grand Prix. Yeah. And so things were, were were going really well in New Zealand, but again, it was just New Zealand. There wasn't there was sort of much more mm-hmm. um, after that. And uh, and we, we were talking to the Aussie guys, and they had their championship kicking off in April in Australia, and and. 
you know, Dad and I discussed it, and, and we had a little bit of money left over from our season, and we basically, you know, you know, took the punt and, and did a bit of a deal with some of the Aussie guys, and mm-hmm. went over to Australia and started the the, the Australian Drivers Championship yeah. at Sydney Motorsport Park in '94, and had success straight away, mm. and that got me uh, a little bit of recognition, and a guy by the name of Peter Addison who. Um, is the Boost Mobile yeah. um, uh, founder <laughs> was at that meeting and he was oh, part wow. of the um, the uh, the beginning of at that point the Australian two liter yes. championship okay. as it was and he um, he wandered into the the garage where you know I was sitting at the end of the Sunday mm-hmm. afternoon of yeah. that first <laughs> race meeting and and came over and said oh who are you and what's your story where are you from <laughs> and I told him he goes oh do you want to can do you want to drive a car for me at the next round no in the way. touring cars, in the two-litre touring cars. And I was just like, what's going on? <laughs> this is ins- yeah, exa- yeah, well, that, that's exactly what it was. Um, and I talk about it quite a lot because people ask, but it was, it was uh, you know, like the scholarship, winning that scholarship, mm. this was the next big, big break, break yeah. effectively. So we, you know, we'd uh, put together this, this one race meeting, done our homework, turned up, you know, done well, mm-hmm. won the two races, and then and that gave you know that provided the opportunity, and also then the the results provided the, the I suppose that significant moment yeah. again that someone took notice, yeah. and Peter was the guy that took notice, and uh, and you know from there my relationship with him obviously grew, and he mm-hmm. helped me massively through my first couple of seasons yeah. in Australia, um, and that. So I was driving a two-liter car in this in the new the new two-liter championship, mm-hmm. and then he um, put together a deal for myself and another guy, James Kay from England, mm-hmm. to drive at Bathurst in this two-liter car for yeah. the first time. So it was an it was an incredible year. Yeah. And then from that, some other stuff happened, and and I then you know got phone call from. Um, uh, Jeff Greck from the Holden Racing Team, who wanted me to come and do a test with him, uh, with the, with the Holden Racing Team, yeah. um, to see if I was good enough to to be one of their endurance drivers yeah. for the Holden Racing Team. So things happened really quite quickly yeah. through that period, and and again it was right place, right time, but also making the most of every opportunity that you know big opportunities that were that were provided to me, and yeah. and so you know those were the key facts of it. Yeah. yeah wow. Such an interesting like pathway into yeah. it's just such like you just never nothing was planned. You just sort of kind of went along with everything and tried your best and yeah, you yeah, yeah. It was it was here. it was you know it was really really small steps and and really um, making them as I say making the most of of single yeah. moments yeah, right um, because we we didn't have the resource we didn't have the financial resource no. to ha- yeah. make a big plan. Yeah. And so it was like one day at a time kind yeah. of thing. And, and, you know, fortunately, um, you know, I, uh, when those, those, you know, opportunities were presented, I was able to, to make the most of them yeah. at that time. Yeah, mm. definitely. Speaking of endurance events, in 1996, you won the Bathurst 1000 and the Sandown 500, two of the, like, the biggest endurance events um, with Craig Lowndes. Can you talk us through winning those two events <laughs> and what it was like? And yeah. I just can't imagine what that would be like because they're two of my favourite events. <laughs> well, it was a little insane, really, um, yeah. as I say. So, you know, I arrived in 94. I wasn't living in Australia in 94. I was going backwards and forwards, um, you know, because it was like, it was just challenging again with the whole financial side Mm -hmm. of things and Peter Addison was amazing Um, you know he was always looking after me when I was in Australia and and stuff and and you know just those things that I did you know was enough to to warrant uh, him and and other people to give me another chance Mm -hmm. and so in 95 I I uh, was part of um, uh, the Audi team the Audi two litre team in Australia which was run by by Brad Jones and that again was because of Peter mm-hmm. Peter's influence um, so he gave me a chance to drive for the fact that factory team and and I got some results straight away which yeah. then led to being sort of um, yeah got that phone call from Jeff Greek to come and do a test and um, 95 I was you know once that was announced I was doing quite a lot of testing in yeah. the in the the uh, group A car as mm-hmm. they called them and I was teammates to Peter Brock who yeah. was my idol yeah. right so I, you know I just idolized that guy it probably was a lot like, of people's idols oh, <laughs> mate there's millions that did but I was one of them and but here I am just like touching like uh, like pinching myself yeah. constantly going is this for real is this for real here I am 
teammates with, with Peter Brock? <laughs> and I'm only been here like five minutes. <laughs> it was just bizarre. Anyway, so 95 was interesting because it was a disaster year for us. Mm. Um, I was teammates with, uh, uh, co-driver with, for, with um, Craig Lowndes, so uh-huh. the two of us were put together. And we were, you know, this was an, an unusual thing yeah. because... Um, uh, the, you know the heroes of the sport and the big names were were all these you know the Brocks and the Johnsons yeah. and the Bows and and um, you know all these incredible names the Perkins of the world and stuff and and here we were a couple of young guys yeah. <laughs> being given this opportunity so there was a lot of question marks about uh, question marks about it but but you know we didn't have a great season we didn't finish the the Sand in 595 we didn't finish Bathurst in 95. Yeah. Um, it was a bit of a shocker, and we were, and the team was under a lot of pressure. And so in '96, I continued driving the two-liter cars, yeah. um, and loved loved driving those cars. They're amazing, but I also was um, spending a lot of time with the Holden Racing team, and um, and doing a lot of testing. Mm-hmm. And um, Craig Lowndes was full time that year yeah. in '96, so and he just just trounced the field. Yeah. Um, won the Touring Car Championship, put his name up in lights. He was the new star of the future. Mm-hmm. And, it, and that transitioned the sport quite a lot because it was all, all of a sudden realised that, hey, there's some, there's some youth that are really good at this, mm-hmm. you know. So, and then that started to change the, um, just the way race teams were looking yeah. at who they were getting to drive mm-hmm. and looking for succession plans. And so he and I teamed up. So, um, you know, so two, second year, endurance driver with Craig. He'd won the championship. We go to Bath. We go to Sandown, and actually, you know, um, we were actually deemed, you know, one of the favourites yeah. for that race, which was re- incredibly nerve-wracking for me. I, I felt <laughs> I felt a lot of pressure because yeah. I was just the, you know, the the co-driver. Anyway, we win Sandown, and it was just like, holy moly, this is a, this is ridiculous. Yeah. And then there's the whole we're going to Bathurst next, and then there's the whole, you know, you guys, you know, favourites. I'm like, oh Deep my growth. god, I do not want to be deemed a favourite no. I was nervous anxious <laughs> it was just a freak out and um, anyway interesting race crazy race um, and we ended up standing on the top step of the podium at the end of it and it's just like this is disbelief I'd also been to Le Mans that year I raced at Le Mans in the 24 hour Le Mans um, with uh, lots of endurance stuff <laughs> oh it was crazy it was just incredible with a, with a team set up by Bill Farmer um, a Kiwi uh, businessman who put this to, put it together it was the 30th anniversary of uh, Kiwis winning at Le Mans back in 1966 and no small event either Chris Amon and Bruce McLaren Le Mans is like a huge Oh, Event. enormous! So, yeah. so I I was a part of that, and then I was you know winning this, and then and then the year finished with um, the Mobile Sprint Series, mm-hmm. which was here in at Pukekohe in yep. Wellington. It was the last ever Wellington Street mm-hmm. Race. So I had this amazing year, won the Bathurst, and and you know I come back to New Zealand uh, to do this Mobile Sprint Series in November of '96, and there's just tens of thousands of people on the stands at Pukekohe, tens of thousands of people <laughs> at, at Wellington, and. And I'm winning, yeah. and and it just uh, it completely and utterly just changed my life. Yeah. And this is this is basically two years in, yeah. you know, to it. And and um, it was it was just a, a, a an amazing part of of um, you know my career because it was what set me up for the mm. future. Mm. Yeah, wow, that's amazing. Like when you think back, like when you're talking, it's a long time ago. When you when you're like talking about like sitting here and talking about it, do you like? Do you realise that that's what you did, or is it just like words coming out of your mouth? Because I know when I've talked about like my own experiences, sometimes I talk about them and it just doesn't really sink in that that's what I did or like what I achieved. Well, it just it was a, it's a it was a whirlwind, you know. Yeah. It was all still happening, and and the, the the thing is now you you, you sort of yeah it's happening at the time and 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 you're you're fully immersed in it and it's special and it's an what an amazing feeling mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff but things just move on so quickly yeah. and so you know if i you, you talk about it now and you look back and you wish you could go back and experience yeah. it again because yeah. because again too you know when you're talking about the 90s things were so much cruisier so much better <laughs> easier no not as many rules yeah. regulations yeah. not being told what to do not being restricted mm. you know it was fun yeah. it was a lot of fun yeah. we did it. we had a lot of fun it was just amazing and now the expectation on people on sports people mm. is just massive so so much yeah. harder yeah. um and you know you've got to toe the line with this and you can't speak your mind and you can't do this all this other crap because it's unacceptable you know now and it's which is just rubbish mm. um so it was fun yeah. it was a lot more fun yeah. back 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 through that period and i feel very privileged mm. to have 
had my time through there because it was just it was epic it was so good speaking of fun three years later in 1999 yourself and steve richards (laughs) become the first ever all kiwi pairing to win the bathurst 1000 and i read an article that you were interviewed for um when i was researching this and you said that it was only after Richie Stanaway and Shane Van Gisbergen yep. won Bathurst earlier this year that you realised how big of a deal it was. Why did it yeah. take you so many years to realise that? That's bizarre. <laughs> it was just like a it was like a light bulb went off. Mm. You know, um, it's exactly that. And because someone bought made the the comment about it in one of the reports after Richie and Shane won this year, uh, this year. Mm. Um, they said, "Oh, it's the first Kiwi duo to win since Greg Murphy and Stephen Richards." And I, and I was like. Why have I never really thought about yeah. that? It was and because at the time you you win in '99, and it's not like Kiwis hadn't won it. You know, Jim Richards obviously yeah, was yeah. just just huge. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all the way through, and and uh, you know, I was looking at it for, through very different eyes, I suppose, and mm-hmm. seeing it for very different reasons than when we won it. It was there were so many other things going on that the whole the whole Kiwi thing just didn't um, didn't resonate yeah. so much. And then when someone made the point of it that we were the first to do it back then, it was like, oh, that's actually really cool. That's a that's a um, an awesome thing to have actually had happen. And I and I, I was I'm glad that I was uh, it was brought up and glad that it was made a point of. Um, so um, you know, because we're we're proud to have the Kiwi flag on our cars, of course. Um, and uh, it's always great to to be able to steal one away from the Aussies as well. That's that's <laughs> always that's always good fun. So yeah, yeah. So, um, so that was a, it. Was a, that was a cool thing. It was great to have those two guys do that this year, and they're just such awesome stories uh, for both of them. And and um, but particularly the time that I spent with Richie Stanaway and doing Bathurst last year. Um, you know, it was it was mega mega to see him have his success. I also speaking of Richie, I saw um, in another article that. I, th- I feel like with Richie, he's had such a hard go at motorsport and he's now, I'm really excited to see him back actually next year in supercars, I mm. think he'll be amazing, but he um, he said that you were kind of the drive to get back into motorsport for him, what was that like paired, pairing with Richie at Bathurst and what was it like you know, being a co-driver with him? Yeah, and I was very much the co-driver, trust me. Um, <laughs> uh, it, well, it was just a really uh, important Story. It was a, an, mm. an, an important project. Yeah. Um, for for a lot of reasons, just the, the mental health thing. Yeah. In many respects, mm-hmm. you know, um, he's he's such a such a brilliant race car driver. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's just so talented. Um, and his his pre pre story is yeah. is a really interesting one. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, and we've tried to tell it. Mm-hmm. Um, um, someone just walked straight through. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for someone to do uh, it. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a big gap. Um, so, so uh, you know, he it, we've tried to tell it, and, we, and he's been really open about it when when, when he has talked about it, mm-hmm. and just the the journey that he was on yeah. um, when he left here, and, and he was thrust into the international world and yeah. the European mm-hmm. side of things very early and quickly uh, because of his skill. Yeah, and then. And then it started to crumble and started yeah. to fall apart, and, and we could talk about that for a long time. And then he ended up in Australia, yeah. and 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 he wasn't given um, the support yeah. then yeah. that that he deserved mm. and that he warranted as as a professional race car yeah. driver. And you know, as it's turned out, he's uh, had the last laugh on that. Yeah. Um, but at the time, he was discarded, just um, you know, just just pushed aside. And all right, who's next? Who's yeah. coming back through? And, and he was forgotten about. Mm. And that was—it's just—it's the brutality mm. of this this human nature that we have around that, around oh, the I success. Yeah. And 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 we're just—you know, we just—you're just another piece of meat. You know, yeah. we'll replace you. Yeah. You know, you're—you know—we'll find someone else. And that's what happened. Mm. And it's—you know—that needs to be needs to be thought about more. Um, you know, and and you've got you got humans uh, working really really hard. Mm. To, to try and achieve and, and it, there's always two sides to the story and he, his story wasn't listened to I no. mean he was very much the the villain mm. um, in it all and it, it, that's a very strong word but but you know trying to put it into context and and he was um, he was really cast aside by yeah. by the by the sport mm. and and that's what the sport does it's yeah. it doesn't it doesn't have time to no. 
to to sit still and wait and and or ask questions. Yeah. It just wants to move forward yeah, really quickly. Definitely. So to to come back and and do what he did and now be full time again next year, you know, I'm so it's, excited it's a, it's for a, him. It, I love the whole fact that it's a bit of a big middle finger to some of those people. <laughs> you know, it is. And yeah. and, and, and no, that's that's. That's great, you yeah. know, and I want to see him succeed so he can actually um, continue to hold the middle finger to yeah. some of these people who, who didn't believe and, and didn't want didn't want to and didn't didn't want to take the yeah. time. So you know he's proved it and uh, he's back in the championship next year and he and he will be. Um, I think he'll, he'll come be back even stronger. Yeah, yeah. I think he's but he's be a, he's a, but the, the 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 best part about it is he is stronger because he's been through such yeah. darkness. Mm-hmm. And now he comes back with an open mind, yeah. and 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 almost nothing to lose, kind of thing mm. too. The second chance thing it, it makes him makes him very powerful, and I I just think that's awesome. Yeah, hundred percent. Let's talk two thousand and three. <laughs> a lot happened in two thousand and three yeah, at Mount actually. Panorama. Mm. You were dubbed, or you dubbed the lap the lap of God. No, I didn't. Well, other people did. Uh, thank God that I will not. I will not be that he labelled with the person that deemed that because that would make you a wanker. <laughs> if I deemed it lap of the gods, be like you know, it was like ha ha. It'd be like a total tool. So no, it wasn't that is me. Hilarious. Mm. Um, but you were the first ever driver at Mount Panorama Bathurst to go under the two minute and seven second mark. What did you eat for breakfast on that day? Yeah. Did you have any energy drinks that day? Talk us through that. Well, energy, th- energy drinks weren't a thing. Weren't Were a thing. Not? I don't. No, I don't think so. I mean, Red Bull might have been. A, oh, I think it was around, but Maybe no very one really. Early. Yeah, very yeah. early. Shouldn't have been was, an adopter. I, I think I've watched that lap on YouTube about 20, 25 times in the last three days because I just can't get enough of it. It's oh so good. Oh, God, Taylor. Yeah, Come so on. <laughs> There's better things to do with your time. No, definitely not. Like <laughs> it's only short. Like it's only two minutes and six seconds. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Very yeah. true. Can you talk us through that lap? What were you thinking beforehand? <laughs> were you, like, yeah. nervous? And then tell us, like, what happened after? Uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a bit of a crazy, crazy time. Um, a crazy part of the of that year, mm. for sure. Um, you know... It, yeah, things were changing in the sport yeah. quite a lot at that time. You know, the cars were, and the the, the, comp- the competition was amazing. Yeah. You know, the Ford versus Holden thing was just just so strong and, and, and really privileged to be a part mm. of that period of, of, of supercars because it was it was epic. I mean, mm. the, both brands were just tipping in so much yeah. money and, and, you know, the drivers were benefiting, the teams were benefiting, the sport was benefiting, was the fans the yeah. fans were benefiting. Yeah. Um, you know, Commodore and Falcon were big selling cars in, in Australia and New Zealand and the popularity was huge. And so I was, I was very lucky to be a part of that. And um, at the time, it, it, it sort of the story probably does just start, was starts 12 months earlier really because um, was 2002 was a disaster. Yeah. Um, I had, I, not only was I the first person to go into the 206 second bracket at, at Bathurst, I was also the first person in history to probably get a five minute I, penalty. Yeah, I wasn't going to put yeah. that in, but you So 12 up. months earlier I got a five minute penalty for a fuel spill situation that happened in the pit lane and that one's worth a, worth a watch too if you <laughs> want to Google, Google Bathurst, I Greg Murphy five one. minute penalty, that'll get you some entertainment. And um, so it was a little bit subliminal. Twelve yeah. months later, um, you know, we'd had a had a pretty good season up and down. There'd been a few things happen in two thousand three that were really positive. Some that weren't so much. And you know, I arrived, we arrived at Bathurst um, very confident. Yeah. The Kmart car was always fast mm-hmm. there. Always the first two years that I'd been there, um, you know, finished on the podium in two thousand and one with Todd Kelly. Yeah. Um, and again, the car was good enough. Probably win that race that day. Just circumstance happens. It's yeah. just the way it is. Mm-hmm. Two thousand and two, same. Mm-hmm. Todd and I were very fast, and car was good enough. Team was good enough to win that race. And we got a penalty for a, a, just a situation that happened in the pit lane. Mm-hmm. So two thousand and three turns up, and we go back there and roll the car out, and it's just a jet, an absolute dead set jet of a thing, and. Um, it was almost, it was just a little bit too easy. Did you have to do any tweaking? No, like hardly that? any. Wow. I mean, every time we put the, when the car, put the car out on, in another session, it just went faster and faster crazy. and faster. It was, it was crazy. And, you, and you're just like waiting for something to go wrong, <laughs> basically. And I was oh, teamed with Rick crazy. Kelly that year. Yeah. Um, and we were, uh, got on great. He was, you know, I had a huge amount of uh, faith in, in Rick. Um, and we made a great pairing. And um, the car was just fantastic. Mm-hmm. And, and so... I went through um, went through practice and then we went into qualifying on Friday, yeah. and uh, it was an amazing qualifying session. 
uh, it finished with um, myself, Mark Scaife and John Bow mm-hmm. all qualifying uh, in the 207.9 bracket. So two, two minutes, seven seconds, 0.9. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first time anyone had been in the 207s mm-hmm. as well. And three of us were separated within one-tenth yeah. of a second. So it was an epic qualifying session. And so the following day, you know, we go through our practice and we go through simulation for, yeah. for the shootout. Mm-hmm. And the top-ten shootout for me is always always will be and always was just a, a, a an amazing part of the Bathurst weekend yep. to be a part of mm-hmm. um, you know that that hour and a bit or whatever it is at the end of Saturday when everyone sits there glued to their TVs or sit at, sit at the Bathurst yep. racetrack just just in uh, watching each car do that one lap is a is just a mega yep. part of the weekend 100%. and an honor to yep. be a part of and so um, you know I just uh, I knew what I need to do was just drive the car as bloody fast as I can. I was prepared for that, you know, and, and that's the idea, obviously. Yeah. Funny that, is to be as fast as you can. But, but you know, there's all sorts of, you know, people make Factors all these comments. Oh, you know, oh, you know, it's a long race tomorrow. You know, it doesn't matter that you're not in the shootout. What a load of rubbish. You always, everyone wants to be in the yeah. shootout. It's what it's all about. And so, um, yeah, just did the prep and I was probably a little bit more focused than what I normally am yeah. for some reason. Um, but I was confident in the car, and it was very yeah. good. And uh, and off we went and did our lap, and and I just knew I was I was ready to 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 just push it as hard as I possibly could. Each of the three sectors, as well, I'll add, were like insanely fast, like a lot quicker than any of the other drivers. Well, as well. yeah, we it, it just started to come together right from the beginning, yeah. and and um, you know I just had huge confidence in that car that day, and and. Uh, it had been myself and my engineer Eric Pender had um, you know we had a great relationship he was so good at what he did and and, you know he he had this sort of subliminal I think kind of we had one of those those um, relationships where it was it was almost unspoken in some things he Mm -hmm. you know our terminology was was good he understood my terminology he knew what to do he knew what I liked Mm. and the car was just just set up beautifully and and um, dream situation yeah it was and and it was it was one of those things and and it just all came together and you know you crossed the finish line and and um you know, I knew it was good lap, but I didn't. I also made a mistake in it. I mean, mm. I, I made a significant mistake um, uh, at the dipper, and I missed a gear. Basically, you know, we'd, we're talking the good old days when the drivers actually had to do some work in, in a supercar. You know, had an H pattern gearbox, and and you know, all sorts of things, and none of those, uh, you know, these easy things we got these days. And so, um, I missed a gear. I came out of the dipper, and you basically just jam the gear lever across the gate into mm. the next gear. And I, I, I was so sort of in the zone and tensed up that I, I went to change gear and instead of going from second to third, I went from second to first. Yeah. And so that 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 cost us a little bit of time and it, and it sort of just, it really, I mean, it frustrated me, but I, I realised quite quickly that, um, you know, it's a short run from where I missed the gear to when you get on the brakes again was yeah. a short distance. So I knew I'd cost some time, but I, I didn't know how good it was. Mm. And, and a lot of, lot of drivers use a um, uh, a thing in the dash that gives you a plus or yep. minus on on your yep. on your lap time, um, and I I never used that because I always used to every time I did I used to look at it and then make a mistake, mm, yeah. <laughs> so I didn't don't run that and so I it was just a matter of doing the best and and at the end of the day as I said you just drive the car as fast as you can mm-hmm. and so I came across the finish line and and uh, Bob's your uncle there was a funny looking time on the dash and. And that was that. So, did you think it was a mistake at first? Initially, I was like, "Well, that doesn't make any sense." And then the then the radio went mental, and there's um, screaming and yelling and all sorts of stuff. And you know, but the 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 most significant bit by far is is we used to drive down the pit lane the yeah. wrong way. So I drove down the pit lane, and and the 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 thing that made it for me more than just doing the lap was the response from the the pit lane and yeah. and and the pe- and the teams and the and everyone coming out and and actually. You know, acknowledging it for something you know quite special, and mm. and without that, it wouldn't be the same yeah. uh, by any means. So I'll never forget that moment in it, and you know, fortunate to play a part in in the Bathurst folklore history. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. That you must have had like some very good omens at Bathurst because that same year, not only did you win the Bathurst one thousand that year, but you also won the Bathurst twenty four hour. 
what is it with you and Bathurst? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, like, I know we've talked a lot about Bathurst. It's like, to be honest, it's my favourite event on the motorsport calendar. But I think there's just something so special about winning it. And you've gone and won it four times and then five if you add the 24-hour. Well, if you add the 24-hour, that's like four races yeah, in one. Yeah, very true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I can't claim that. Um, yeah, yeah, that was an interesting year. I mean, 2003 with, with, with Peter Brock and, and uh, Jason Bright and Todd Kelly mm-hmm. running running that race. Uh, Holden were just so immersed in the sport yeah. uh, back then. And, you know, they built these cars to, to race in the, um, a category uh, specifically. And then there was this Bathurst 24-hour race, which didn't last too long. I think it only went for three years or something. Um, and we happened to win the last one yeah. in the 427 Monaro, which is coming to New Zealand um, yeah. very shortly, that car. Um, it's going to be at the um, historic Grand Prix at um, Topor on the 19th to the 21st of January oh, in the new year. So that car is the first time it's been out of Australia and it's going to come to New Zealand oh, and come no to Topor. So, um, yeah, f- uh, fans of, of uh, you know, that kind of stuff and obviously car that Peter Brock drove as well, yeah. um, you'll be able to see it up close and personal and yeah. it's going to do some demo stuff on the racetrack. Oh, cool. I'll probably do a few laps on that, which will be will be epic. Oh, so, yeah, that was a, it was an incredible year, 2003, for, yeah. for those kinds of things. And, um, uh yeah, it was, as I say, lucky to be a, a Holden driver at the time, yeah. and, and um, Holden Motorsport was was uh, was doing a lot of things, and I was lucky to be a part of it. Yeah. Can you, uh, uh, like I did just say, we have talked a lot about Bathurst. I just love Bathurst so much. I could talk all day about Bathurst. <laughs> um, haven't been, but it's definitely on my bucket list. But, oh, yeah. You um, need to get there. I know you've won a lot of other races as well. Can you kind of just talk us through some of your most memorable wins outside of Bathurst? Oh, can I? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, well, no, I can absolutely. I mean, there's there's lots of different things that I've done, um, and uh, but you know some of the the best things um, certainly winning at Pukekohe. Yeah. You know, uh, when the champion yeah <laughs> when the championship um, uh, made the decision to come to New Zealand and have a round of the championship uh, at in New Zealand and go to Pukekohe. I mean, it was just such a significant move mm. in, in broadening supercars. And, and obviously every year that that's come here, the, the New Zealand fans mm. have um, have come along and, and supported in their droves. Yeah. And um, that continues next year when they come to Topol for the first time. I'm um, so excited about New Zealand. I massive. cannot wait. Absolutely massive. So... So that's huge, um, and and so to, to be a, a Kiwi driving an Australian predominant Australian domestic yeah. championship, sport comes to New Zealand, and and then you go out and win um, in front of a home crowd Fairy was tale kind of stuff. yeah, and and Bathurst is mega because it's internationally famous, and obviously, you know, very significant in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. So, but the feeling of winning at Pukekohe and and seeing the crowd and everything, um, you know, it's. Uh, it's actually hard to beat. Yeah. So those, you know, those wins there and and the success there is is unforgettable. Yeah. Um. And you know, so those those are big standout. There's there's others throughout the my career. I mean, I loved racing at the Gold Coast, for example, back in the day. Those were some of my favourite races, and uh, was lucky to have success there as well. Um. But you know, what, I suppose. Um, you know the significance of that of the supercar stuff stands out, mm. but then there's other things. When I was uh, when I came back and we was involved in the Super Tour Championship yep. in the early part of the last decade, um, you know that was a lot of fun. And you know the, that's what the likes of Scotty McLaughlin was coming through and SVG was coming mm-hmm. through and all that racing with those guys in a domestic championship. It was a real shame that 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 didn't um, didn't fly for longer and, and have bigger success because it should have done. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, yeah, motorsport in New Zealand was going through some very strange. <laughs> troubling times and and unfortunately it fell apart but but you know again it was a it was the beginning of some some other yeah. uh significant careers as well that super tourist stuff through that period mm-hmm. it was a lot of fun yeah. a lot of fun to be a part of so you know those were good you know and I've, then I've had the chance to do other things in other cars al- along the way yeah. but you know it's hard to go past supercar stuff yeah, really definitely speaking of um Scott McLaughlin and Shane Van Gisbergen two icons Alongside already. you, oh, yeah. already. But I would love to get your thoughts on Shane Van Gisbergen going across to Chicago, <laughs> racing his first NASCAR race, and just winning. Like I, I knew he would do well. Did I think he would win? I'm not sure. But seeing him win that, what were your thoughts? Because I know for me it was so exciting. It was, it, it was just so him. Yeah. You know, like, um, I mean, you know, all the, all the factors were there. Yeah. You know, no one had ever raced there before. Mm. That's a pretty big one. 
right? Good plus for him. Yep. <laughs> um, the car, the new the, that new car of the future. What do they call it? The whatever it's called. Uh, what do they call it? The new NASCAR. Is it called car of the? F- I can't remember. I, it's something like that. Something like that. <laughs> um, was was more, I suppose, aligned with what he was used to. Yeah. But the ideal car for, for Shane to adapt to, like it's a it's a quite a big car, quite heavy, um, uh, big you know rear wheel drive, big engine in the front. Really, it's sort of you know that's his that's his mo. You know he you know that's this kind of stuff where he just gets in and you know works it out within yeah. five seconds flat. But and I said to someone, you know, a few people in the lead up. Oh, actually, I I was there in Chicago. A couple of weeks before the race, because oh. I'd been on it, was on a trip over there, and the guys that I was with, we all walked around where the track was yeah. being laid out at the time, and we were sort of looking at it, and we're just going, "Man, you know what? I would not be surprised. It would not actually surprise me. I'd probably be shocked, but I wouldn't be surprised mm. if he wins this." A lot Lo of and behold, a lot of Americans were surprised that he won. Well, they I didn't know him. I know, I know, and I was so I was talking about this with someone else the other day, and I think. I was saying I think he probably had an edge as well because no one sort of knew and no one knew what sort of race style he has and for me I love I love especially when he qualifies a bit further back because you just know you're going to see aggressive Shane Wengersberg. Yeah, I mean he could have easily probably been on pole. I think he I think there was a you know a few little things he might have made a little yeah. mistake or whatever. But I mean he was so close you know considering how I think he didn't he wasn't he fastest in the first practice session I or think something. So, yeah. so that was setting the tone. I think they yeah. all probably would have started to sit up and take notice when he did that. Yeah. But as I say, his ability to to adapt and learn mm. and a new racetrack to, to to find the you know uh, push the envelope so quickly uh, and and very challenging conditions. Obviously, the rain delays and the issues with all that too um, may have probably helped him more than them. Yeah. You know, but you know, still to to get the job done is yeah. just fairy tale stuff. Yeah. So you know, it's going to be uh, exciting 2024. Now having more interest in NASCAR yeah, than probably what we've ever had before. Yeah. Um, you know, since Marcus Ambrose went over there and did did NASCAR, mm. um, there'll probably, you know, uh, there was more interest in it having you know someone like that who'd been such a big name in yeah. in, in Australasia going over. So we, we paid attention to it. Um, but you know, with Shane going over there, I think there'll be yeah, there'll be more interest in NASCAR than there's been from this part of the world for a very long time. Yeah, I've already ordered some NASCAR T-shirts to wear when I watch. <laughs> <laughs> and I yeah. embarrassed a little. Maybe bit. Maybe you should be the importer of all the, the merchandise. Maybe I should. Actually, that's not a bad oh, idea. I shouldn't Greg. have said that out yeah. loud. <laughs> <laughs> um, these next two questions always tend to put people on the spot, so sorry in advance. Oh, God. Um, but looking back on your career, what is kind of one thing or two if you can't decide two things that you're most proud of out of your career oh uh oh jeez <laughs> that is that is put on spot i did warn you um, <laughs> oh man that's really hard <laughs> um i think that i, I you know i've probably could have focused a little bit more sometimes on actually just more the racing side of stuff um, but I, I spent a lot of time you know getting attached to uh, seeing what the other opportunities were from being involved in the yeah. sport more so here in New Zealand mm-hmm. and um, and I put a lot of effort into it which 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 was uh, also a catch because I was spending so much time um, making the most of the opportunities that were presented yeah. uh, that it, you know then there was the the catch to that was I probably wasn't as home as much as I should have been so mm-hmm. my poor wife was was uh, you know uh, handling all the things back there with kids and all that kind of stuff um, so I'm probably probably not so proud of that bit um, but probably the fact that I, I was able to and, and put a huge amount of effort into um, doing things here mm. in New Zealand um, that that has now allowed me, I suppose, to to uh, to not you know be be immersed like I used to be in the sport, yeah. but st- still today have um, the opportunity to do things now that that can also help yeah. in other areas and and you know created that brand that that has allowed me to, to be what I am today yeah. and um, outside of you know being a professional race car driver do do a lot of the things that I am doing and and you know and and give back mm. um, you know be a part of giving back to uh, 
the the people that have really supported me yeah and um so you do that through you know be a part of you know charity stuff and bits and pieces and and when where you can and mm. and also you know i'm trying to do my part on, on the road safety side yeah. of stuff by by getting some change through using my recognition i suppose mm. to be able to do that yeah. so those kinds of things are, you know i enjoy doing and and um you know it is part of the return of of that support that you got yeah. um that i got as a driver you know through the, the several decades of mm. being professional so sort of quite you know proud of being able to do that now yeah. and um but as far as as far as the sport goes and what i'm proud of i mean it's it's difficult because you know i see it differently looking at it now yeah. but you you were only given the chance to do that um because of so many other people yeah. that that got behind you and gave you the chance yeah. to do it so yes you put a lot of effort in but you you know it's 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 being believed in yeah, as well by by a lot of people and yeah. especially in our sport we were talking before we came on air it's the the cost of it the financial yeah. side of it is just so huge Staggering. you know there's been so many that have allowed me to to live live the dream that i have yeah. being a professional race car driver and so it's really important to give give back as much as you can yeah. what i'm really proud of is is watching and seeing um the 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 continuous um uh, amount of drivers from new zealand yeah continue to showcase their ability don't worry we're going to talk about that oh, in a second <laughs> it's the best so, um, and you know and, I, and I've really enjoyed helping a few a yeah. few, few along the way mm. you know um, achieve and, and do a little bit of mentoring yeah. with that stuff that's been that's been a lot of fun and, yeah. and really enjoyable but yeah it's a, that's a really Hard difficult question isn't it? <laughs> yeah really difficult question I don't know I, I just feel you know um, I was lucky to to you know be in the right place sometimes yeah. to to make the most of some stuff and and um and yeah the best best things are now the most rewarding stuff is is, is giving a little bit of it back yeah, yeah for sure and then second of the so i didn't really answer that very well <laughs> no you did you did no. second of the more harder questions is knowing what harder. you know now yeah what would you tell little Murph oh. before he got into the racing like racing as a professional race car driver one piece of advice for yeah uh, well <laughs> well it sort of is living what i and what i did sometimes but yeah. i think that i could have definitely done it better and the advice that i really press on um the drivers coming through today yeah. and 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 the ones that want to make a name and and are in the at the beginning of their journeys is um understand what the word commitment is mm -hmm. properly yeah. and and decide if you can actually live by the true definition of that because yeah. if you can't and you think you're committed but if, if you actually look it up and go well i could have done more there yeah. or could have done there then you're not gonna you're just not gonna make it yeah um and and therefore make the most of every opportunity mm -hmm. that's that's given to you yeah. so because you never know it could be the last one yeah it could be the last one so Especially don't in motorsport yeah as well, so don't have that. a regret on the flip side and go you know what damn it i should have been better prepared i should have put more effort in i should have you know been more focused I shouldn't have been distracted, all that kind of stuff. Because they just, these days, it's so hard to maybe get another yeah. chance to, to showcase. Yeah. Um, so don't have that regret, yeah. basically. Yeah. That was the easier question to answer. I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I left that one second then. Um, before we wrap this all up, I really want to talk a little bit about the supercar season in 2024. 2023 was a bit of an interesting season mm -hmm. for a lot of different people. New Gen 3 cars, um, no more Holden, which was, oh my God, was so yeah, sad. Yeah, a lot of people aren't getting over that. No, yeah. I'm, I don't think I'm still yeah. over that. But anyway, we have to be, it's not here anymore. Yeah. Um, lots of different teams had lots of different seasons. Like it was quite like different across the board. Yep. Um, in terms of Brody Kostecki winning, I think he was the deserved runner. He had like an epic season. Yep. In terms of looking ahead to 2024, for me there are a number of front runners, and I'd love to discuss this with you. For me, obviously Brody Kostecki, I think Will Brown and Brock Feeney, who are both going to be at Red Bull, um, can never really count out the Shell V guys, Will and Anton. Then you've got people like Cam Waters, Chaz Noss. There's a number of guys up there that could really take out the 2024 20, championship. Mm -hmm. What are your kind of thoughts on 2024? knowing what you know now from the 23 season yeah uh well you have done your homework there's no doubt about that i mean i've watched every race there so. you go 
So uh, Erebus are going to be really strong again with yep. Brody. I'm not so sure about LeBrock. He's got he's got a he's got to find some consistency, but maybe the team will provide him yep. with that. I agree. Um, so it's a huge opportunity for him. So this is that's an example of yep. make the most of yep. it, right? 100%. Because if he doesn't make the most of it, that could be the the last shot that he gets, mm-hmm. right? Um, will Brown's going to have to step up. Uh, yeah, he didn't. He just didn't um, find the that consistency that Brody did. Yep. He looked so good at the start, and he was very mm. good. And there was moments all the way through. We won't dissect it fully, but he sort of uh, towards the the back end of it just yep. wasn't quite as good as he mm-hmm. needed to be. Um, so not sure about that. So he's got big big shoes to fill. He's going to have to work really hard yeah. up against Brock Feeney. Brock Feeney's um, oh, really nice. coming on. He's he's superb, uh, yeah. and his his dedication. It's a commitment is is definitely uh, probably one of the best that there is. Yeah. So, so he's Will Brown's going to have to find um, another gear yeah. uh, to keep up with him. Um, but the Gen Three thing uh, worked uh, worked mostly well. Mm. Yes, there was comments and there was some issues and there was failings. That's a new car thing. There's some that shouldn't have happened. It should have been better. Um, obviously, Shane had some real issues with with a few. Uh, significant bits of the whole process which was fair um, uh, but you know he let it get to him a little bit too much um, so that that affected you know affected some of uh, his outright performance um, it was a shame he didn't get to take it right down to the wire with that crash with Will Brown oh, which was completely un- you know it was unavoidable because he just he was blindsided was completely it was a shocker yeah. it was a real shame for that so we didn't get to have that fight no. that we were hoping for um, but the Gen 3 thing uh, you know, a lot of it worked well. Obviously, there's parity issues. Hopefully, with all their wind tunnel testing that they've done over the last few weeks, we come back to 24 and we've got that sorted. Yeah. They have to have it sorted. Yeah. If they don't have it sorted, it's going to be a bit of egg on the face yeah. for, for supercars. So there's, there's work to be done there. It's not far away. When you've got a car like the Gen 3 car, tiny, tiny differences do stand out yeah. more, more so. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing to hide behind because the cars are so, you know, designed to be so yeah. much more similar. So if they get that right, then we're in for a hell of a hell of a season. We, re- we really are. Um, and you didn't mention uh, Matt Payne and, and Richie. I've got him. Don't worry. Okay. They're coming up. <laughs> um, so they're going to be a bit of a powerhouse, I reckon. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've got a big list of drivers and cars and teams that are actually, you know, um, have thrived around Gen, Gen 3. And, and that, that's the design of it, yeah. to give more people a chance mm-hmm. to be competitive. And so um, that's what uh, I'm looking forward to for next year. R- young Ryan Wood, who's also uh, debuting with Walkinshaw Andretti United, very much a rookie. Um, he's exciting, going to be great to watch. Um, and then I hear, uh, I only heard yesterday someone brought up that Jackson Evans is actually now going yes, to be I driving. Saw that. Yeah, uh, which is. Yeah, out of left field and brilliant. Epic. So Jackson is an s- absolute superstar driver as well. And so him to be committed with B- Brad Jones racing yeah. next year alongside Andre Heimgartner yeah. um, is going to be mega for that mm. team and great for, for Andre as well to have someone else in that in that organisation that's going to be pushing him. So um, lots to lots to look forward to. And, yeah. and, I, and it ain't no walk in the park for Brody next year. It ain't no walk in the park He's got a lot all. of good drivers breathing yep, down his neck. Yep, and... and, and you know they got a they got a jump. Um, did Erebus? They did a a, a brilliant off season to be prepared as prepared as what they were to get a, a jump like they mm-hmm. did. But they were consistent too. Brody, you know, don't you know? Don't let me. And his bloody, engineer George. Yeah, they, I think they George. just work so well together. Yeah, so it's not like it was a fluke or anything like that. Yeah. They will come out next year fighting hard and 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 definitely obviously obvious contender. Yeah. Um, so you know, there's there's a lot to play out. Topol will be amazing. Um, was that five Kiwis um, in in good cars turning up here? Um, it, that's just going to be a hell of a show. Yeah, yeah, mm. 100%. Speaking of Kiwi drivers, Matt Payne. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about him for a second. Now, I just want to boast a little bit. I called it before the Adelaide 500, and I've got a video that I can show you for proof. To prove it, right. I called it that he was going to get on the podium in the Adelaide 500. I think he had a shaky start. You to didn't the back him to win, though. You said podium. I did say podium. I wasn't I wasn't <laughs> feeling... I wasn't going to put that out there because I didn't want people to like come for me in the comments. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think his yeah. start to the 23 season yeah. was an interesting one. He wasn't qualifying to 
too well, you know, qualifying yep. like in the 20s and everything. And then sort of midway through the season, out of nowhere, he started getting into top mm. 10 shootouts, qualifying in the top 10, all that sort of stuff. And I just saw the momentum that he had mm. going into the Adelaide 500. And it reminded me a little bit of Brock Feeney's yep. 2022 yes. because he won the last, last race round, exactly. at Adelaide 500. And I just had this feeling that Matt Payne was going to do the same thing. Well, How yeah. excited are you about Matt Payne? Because for me, I, I think it's so bloody exciting. Yeah, he's he's awesome. Uh, another great young talent, great personality. Um, he's young as well. Yeah, very young. Um, and he's he's clearly been given the opportunity because he was believed in and it's been justified. He's he, he bookended the years, the year. So he started in 2023 yeah. at Newcastle by spewing in his helmet. Yeah. <laughs> um, at the beginning of that first of the first race, yeah. so, and then he finished with a race one. Um, so what a what an incredible season! Yeah. Um, and and Grove Racing took a little while too yeah. to get. I mean, they didn't they weren't providing him or David with the best stuff to start no. with. Um, they were you know there was they were definitely a bit up and down, um, but you know they clearly worked very hard, um, and they've got great people there. A lot of X Triple Eight people yeah. there. Um, who are, are, are brilliant at yeah. what they do. Yeah. So they've, you know, they've really justified a lot of the decisions they've made um, at the end of the year by, you know, achieving what they have. Yeah. And, um, you know, with with I think Richie turning up, that's going to provide them with another, you know, real powerhouse of information, mm-hmm. and also um, provide the pressure that the team needs yeah. and Matt needs as well to to keep keep evolving. Mm, right, 100%. you need pressure, and so those two are going to. Be a real great combo, and, and uh, there's no ego, no. so that's really important. Yeah. They've both got they're driven to win, and I think they'll support each other really well and give the team um, uh, a huge amount of uh, resource, mm. as in uh, um, talent yeah. and um, those kinds of things to to give them a, a great shot next year. 100%. I mm. think 2024 is shaping up to be it is. one heck of a season for supercars and, r- and around the rest of the world too for yeah. Kiwis doing the things that they're doing. It's um, yeah. it's it, we got a lot to, a lot to look forward to. Mitch Evans in Formula E, I think he's going to also have a good year. Yep, well, and Nick Cassidy because yes, they're teammates. Yes, yes, yes. Because yes, yes. they're teammates as well. That could be interesting. That one, I hope that doesn't end in tears. That those no. two because uh, they'll be uh, they're going to be both very competitive. Um, so that's that's phenomenal. And then obviously, uh, hopefully Liam Liam Lawson, yeah. Liam um, Liam's year. Uh, next year just gets better and better with a bit of luck. So, yeah. I mean, we're always watching with interest to see what, what craziness goes on in Formula One yeah. land because they're off in la-la land most of the time. <laughs> mm. You know, we're a pretty small country, but I think we definitely pull our way in terms of those Big time. around the world. Well, of so. course, there's Scott Dixon yeah. and uh, Scott, Scott McLaughlin, McLaughlin and Marcus, Ar- um, Marcus Armstrong in yeah. IndyCar yeah. as well. Hunter McElroy's over there as well in America racing in um, um, IMSA. Uh, uh, Earl Bamber's, uh, which part of the world he's in. He's, I mean, I don't think he ever... He mustn't live anywhere, I don't reckon. No, he must I just live out of a suitcase. So. Yeah. Uh, Brendan Hartley back back again as well with um, Toyota doing his thing. Um, and the list goes on and on. Yeah, Bloody good. Yeah. Well, Greg, that pretty much wraps it all up for today. I wish there was another word that I could use to describe how grateful that I am that you've been don't, here today. That's fine. You have been amazing to chat to. Thank you so oh, much. Oh, you've been amazing. Uh, what a great interview. Thanks, oh, Taylor. thank you. Well, I'm yeah. really glad that you're here, and I really hope that this is just the start of my motorsport media journey because... Well, I think you've started pretty well. Uh, you know, I think, I think so more too. about it than what I do. So oh, um, God, I, I think, I think uh, <laughs> someone should be employing you. Well, if anyone's listening. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Thank you so much. And thank you guys for listening. And that is it for this episode. Have a safe and happy Christmas. Yeah. That was amazing. Thank you so much. Absolutely.